0: This is the Fail Fast Podcast. Stories of entrepreneurs who looked at failure in the eyes and didn't give up. With your host, the online sales master, Quinn Amorum. Welcome back, my friends. Today, our guest is an engineer turned nutritionist and a mom of two amazing girls. She's been navigating the crazy world of pregnancy, new mommyhood, and starting a business with plenty of successes and failures along the way. With her new business, The Nutrition Doula, she's focused on helping primarily moms with their needs before, during, and after pregnancy. Allison Zarnt helps women regain their mental and physical health after having babies through individualized nutrition in an easy-to-implement, stress-free way that the whole family will love. Welcome, Allison. How's it going?
1: I'm great. How are you doing today?
0: Uh, doing fantastic. So, my wife's name is Allison, and she is uh, she loves nutrition. Actually, uh, two years ago, we even uh, turned plant based. So, she always wanted to study that. She wanted to be certified. She's not, but still, we still have plenty of time. Mm-hmm. But you actually did it, and you were an engineer.
1: That's right for fourteen years. <laughs>
0: so, how does somebody give that up? That's uh, you are engineer. Employed, right? That's yeah. Uh, that's a good point too. And you gave that up, and now you do this full time. Your own business is the nutrition doula.
1: Yeah, yeah. So um, it's kind of an interesting story. Uh, like your wife, I've always been interested in nutrition and health and um, all of that. And then through my own journey, becoming a mom and uh, going through my own pregnancies and postpartum periods, I really experienced for myself how super important nutrition is to maintaining your health, right? We're always focused on baby's health and is the baby's growing well and all that kind of stuff. But for moms, um, especially in the US, there's a lack of um, support generally. So um, the nutrition interest really ramped up during that timeframe. And in addition to that, I also saw like the huge need that there was for uh, this information to get out to the population in general, especially uh, new moms, because, uh, I was so sick of seeing the diet industry just prey on mm-hmm. women when they're like, they 're like we 're in a super vulnerable time they 're trying to sell them like MLm shakes or pills or this or that or the other thing to you know promising the world and none of it works right Diets fail ninety five percent of dieters end up being heavier when they 're done um, than yeah. when they start so I just saw such a huge need, and I had such a like desire to help, because it's, uh, every the answer is in your grocery store. Um, and so I started looking to see, okay, so what kind of certifications can I get to help uh, these women? And that's when I decided to go back to school. I was still working full-time in engineering, um, but okay. go back to school for nutrition. And I really um, approach this from like a science-based perspective, right? So... As an engineer, one of my favorite things to do was uh, what we call troubleshooting. We look at a machine and we it's not working correctly, and we go try to figure out which piece or part is not working correctly and fix it. Yes. And nutrition is an extension of that, except for the machine is the human body. And um, so now I get to figure out like what's going on with the most complicated and coolest machine on mm-hmm. the planet right, from a biology perspective and how to fix it with nutrition, like what nutrients you need, what foods you need, what works best optimally for you. And so, um, so I was doing the nutrition on the side and it got to the point where I had to choose. It was either I had to stop doing this or stop doing the engineering. And ultimately, I care much more about the nutrition. So
0: mm-hmm. I,
1: launched, I launched from full-time employment to <laughs> Yes,
0: Yes, yes. Uh, a lot of people are so afraid of doing that Oh, it's terrifying. (laughs) Yes.
1: (laughs) But you got to do it anyway.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. So uh, before we go any deeper into this, um, let's start with some of the things because there's a lot of people that listen to this that may be not sure what a doula is, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, maybe more the male community, but there's a lot of people that are uh, even female don't know what a doula is. Can you explain that?
1: Yeah. So a doula, the the word really means somebody who is there to support the mother through pregnancy and postpartum period, right? Um, You have the doctors and the OB and everybody who's worried about the baby. uh, And the doula is simply there to be the advocate for mom. So um, we have, some people are are familiar with birth doulas. It's a, a person who's there to help the mom through the birthing process um, or postpartum doulas or people who are there helping the mom transition back to being at home. And um, the way that I support mom through pregnancy is via her nutrition. So I'm helping her learn which foods to eat, which ones are optimal for, um, for pregnancy, which ones are optimal for healing postpartum to help you get back to um, up to snuff afterwards. Yeah, yeah. And um, even after that, when you're breastfeeding or have very young toddlers at home, Still supporting mom through, teaching her how to um, fuel her body so it's working the best.
0: Yeah, you mentioned that in uh, normal normal births, normally that they're worried about the baby. Uh, Although I I don't know if it's just my perception or feeling, I have a feeling that normal births and normal in hospitals and everything, the biggest worry is not the baby or the mom is getting the baby out and going to the next one. I I don't know, but to me, it felt like a little bit, almost like we need to get this done. We wanna give you the epidural, get this done, we're gonna fill you with drugs, and go to the next one. And for example, in in our own case, my wife didn't want any drugs. And um, they they try to make it sound like you need them. Mm -hmm. And of course, yeah, after 21 hours, of, of labor she did get an epidural mm-hmm. but uh, because at that point you can't take it anymore did you feel that that is actually happening happening
1: i think um that largely depends on the hospital um mm-hmm. what your birth experience is going to be like there's i mean some hospitals are notorious for ha- pushing c-sections some yeah. are uh, much more mom and baby friendly and allow, allow you to labor naturally um and in those cases if you know for the actual birth that's where a birth doula would come in because she would be there and know your birth plan and while the mom is laboring you know she'd be able to talk to the nurses and doctors and be like nope we're good we don't want the drugs like um help the mom make educated decisions that type of stuff so um yeah in the hospital experience like I think it really varies depending on where you go and that's the type of research that a lot of um families do before having a baby is they're deciding between a hospital or home birth and whether or not to hire a doula or a midwife or all that kind of stuff okay. to go along with it.
0: So um n- nutrition of course is very important and, and when you when you're pregnant it's probably more important than any other time. And you did mention that people are very I don't know uh, more more sensitive I guess and during that time marketing companies try to force things like you said MLM And things that are not really going to work, doesn't matter if it's MLM or not, but certain products that are, you know, as marketers, that's their job. They're going to try to sell, of course. Right. But why is it so important what you eat during pregnancy?
1: So the science behind it is when you're growing a baby, your body is going to preferentially um, provide nutrients and nutrition to the baby. Um, to grow the healthiest human that it possibly can. Mm -hmm. And um, we all know like when you're pregnant, you're supposed to take prenatal vitamins and you're supposed to have folate because that's needed so that you don't get neural tube defects in the baby. And there's all these nutrients that are super important to make sure that the baby grows correctly, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But the way your body works is the baby gets everything that it needs first. And then what's ever left over is what you get as the mom. And so what can happen during pregnancy if you're not eating um, a great diet is baby's going to be fine. I don't want anybody to think that like, oh my gosh, my baby's going to be hurt because I don't Mm -hmm. eat perfectly. Um, No, baby's going to be fine because your body makes sure that happens. But what happens when you're not eating well or you're not eating nutrient-rich foods um, when You're pregnant. Is that you are personally missing out on essential vitamins and essential Mm -hmm. nutrients? So it's your body that's getting depleted. It's your um, you know bones that could be losing calcium. It's your uh, B vitamins that are going down, causing um, various symptoms. You know, it's your your own stores of vitamin D and whatnot that are depleting. And what happens is all of these essential nutrients um, are. portions of the engine that is your body, right, they are needed to build your hormones correctly, to build your tissues correctly, to repair damage here, um, to help you sleep, to help you have energy during the day. All of that is related to having the right nutrients available so that the biological reaction can happen. So Mm -hmm. if you're not eating optimally during pregnancy, then um, a lot of the things that we think of as typical pregnancy symptoms um, can be exasperated, or bigger than they need to be, um, versus if you do eat a very nutrient-dense diet, so the baby is getting everything they need, and then you are also getting everything you need as the mom, uh, a lot of those typical pregnancy symptoms that we think of go away. The inability to sleep, the low energy, um, things along those lines, if you're fueling your body well enough, then those are minimized or sometimes not even around at all.
0: So basically, if you are deficient on any type of vitamin, basically the baby is going to deplete what you have left. Is this what could cause those very serious things like uh, postpartum depression? Can it be caused uh, or helped because of things like that?
1: Yeah, so specifically with postpartum depression, that's another one where having good nutrition is a great way to combat it. And I'm not saying that... um, Full disclaimer, like I'm not saying if you're going to eat well, then you don't have to take yeah. your po- postpartum depression medication or anything. Like that's something that you definitely need to work with your OB um, on as well, or um, therapist or uh, whatnot. But um, when your body has the right uh, nutrients and building blocks to be able to heal better after um, pregnancy, then that allows for your hormones to regulate more. And so you don't have the crazy up and down hormone swings, which will mm-hmm. then end up mitigating the whole postpartum depression if that is something that yeah. happens.
0: Okay, so in that case does it mean it could also help with the prepartum mood swings as well? Mm-hmm. Yes. Correct. Yes. Okay. That's
1: actually something that I personally experienced and, and you know it's a uh an equals one sample obviously but with my mm-hmm. oldest I um daughter I was not uh my nutrition was pretty poor. During and after pregnancy with her, and I had um, all of this, all the hard times that postpartum depression, anxiety, um, weight, severe weight issues. Um, And then with my second daughter, I had learned a lot more in the nutritional world by that point, and um, was really focused starting in my seven month of pregnancy on um, eating well and optimally. And by the time I was eight months pregnant, I felt better than I had. At any point in any pregnancy previous to that, and this is August, so I'm like giant in the summertime and feeling great. I have energy, um, I'm sleeping well, and I didn't experience again, I I maintained the high levels of uh, nutrients that I needed through postpartum, and I didn't experience any of the problems that I had the first time no depression, no mood swings, none of the breastfeeding problems that I had Mm -hmm. the first time around. And some of the breastfeeding, it's like, okay, second baby, you're a little bit. More experienced. But I attribute the, I would say the ease of the last trimester and uh, postpartum period with my second to the really great nutrition. It was it was definitely uh, linked together. You could tell when you were eating well, how you felt versus when you weren't.
0: And there's going to be some t- some type of vitamin supplements that are going to be the most needed during uh, a pregnancy. But uh, even besides that, is there something like before pregnancy, there's one type of, let's say, vitamin B is very needed, or during pregnancy, it's vitamin C. I'm just, uh, you know, making it up.
1: Right, but, right.
0: Uh, do they change, or are they always the same during, before, and after?
1: No, you definitely need um, higher levels of certain uh, vitamins, uh, the B vitamins actually, like during pregnancy, we talked about um, folate being critical for uh, brain development. Yeah. There's also like your omega-3, um, your DHA and AHA for brain development for the baby and um, various vitamins are, and nutrients are needed throughout pregnancy for those in higher levels than um, you would typically need if you if you weren't pregnant. Um, And again, postpartum, some of the things that are um, very important for healing. So um, we're talking about stuff like um, collagen and bone broth and things that help your tissues heal and go back to normal and your ligaments go back to normal, like that type of healing. Um, You want to be eating foods that are rich in those elements to help your body with those processes um, when you're postpartum. So it does change when you're pregnant and when you're postpartum. Um, and again, when you're breastfeeding, the type of foods that you need to eat are different than what you would need to eat if you were not.
0: And you did mention the uh, baby's brain development, but there's something that uh, I I heard because I, I had to take some classes oh, uh, during my wife's first pregnancy. We attended some classes, pregnancy classes. Right. And uh, one of the thing, a term I I heard a lot, and I don't know if it was if... Uh, different cities or different places, call it something else, but they used to talk about mommy brain.
1: Yes. So
0: during pregnancy, mommies tend to forget things, and their their brains are very, very different.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, is that a real thing?
1: Oh, it is a real thing. It yes. is. <laughs> it is, absolutely. And I had it so bad the first time around and was so frustrated because um, this is when I was still an engineer, and you know that's a, a brainy job and then i'd be sitting there and like trying to think of basic addition and i couldn't get the numbers to add in my head you know stuff like that oh it's crazy hmm. um, uh, that's but mo- new moms experience at the worst the mommy brain but everyone uh, experiences this at times it's called brain fog so if okay. you've ever if you've ever felt like man i'm just not thinking well um, lately or man i i am so forgetful typically people who are not in the pregnancy realm will call that brain fog it's
0: okay.
1: the same thing it's just kind of very amplified when you're pregnant and both of those can be fixed with uh, with good nutrition
0: okay so. so not only is real it, it is fixable yeah uh, yeah so i had actually a, a very good uh, not a very good experience but a funny one that at one point it got it got very intense and my wife once was sitting on the couch and uh, she, I don't know if she almost started tearing up. And I was like, "What is it, honey?" She was like, "I want something." Okay, what is it? And she yelled out, "Like, how do you want me to know? <laughs> who else? <laughs> like, who else is gonna know?" Right? Yes, uh,
1: but I can't remember
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh So I, I'm just trying to think here of one of the issues that you may have is that some people don't know that they need it. How do you yep. deal with that? Because that may be the biggest problem is that if somebody does the research and knows, okay, I'm going to need to um, change my, my diet and have a better nutrition, if somebody doesn't do the research and figures, okay, I'm just going to live my life normally, those that don't know, how can you deal with it? Can you or no?
1: Well, it's ba- it's basically about getting the message out. you know. Yep. So if somebody is like, never been exposed to um, healthy eating or any kind of information at all about how nutrition affects your body overall, Mm -hmm. um, and just has no idea, then it's really about getting in front of them and being like, hey, did you know this? And be like, no, tell me more um, Mm kind of thing. But generally, when uh, women are pregnant, they start doing a little bit of research because they want to um have a have a good pregnancy they want their yes. b- baby to be healthy and so one of the things that they'll look at is like you know what do i need to eat for pregnancy and um that's where it gets interesting because you will find in a lot of um the articles they try to uh, and i understand why they're doing this they're trying to alleviate fear in the mom they yeah. don't want her to be afraid of being pregnant so they say what you eat really is okay the baby's going to be fine right mm-hmm. And that is that statement in itself is true because remember I talked earlier, your body's going to give baby all the what nutrients that it needs. Baby's going to be fine. You might not be fine though. And that's the piece that's uh, missing from the common message that's out there. Is that even though baby's fine, we also want you to be fine. We care about you too. You're more than just a baby grower.
0: So is the mom at um, a higher risk it, may, it sounds that way. Like the mom is at a higher risk at nutrition deficiency.
1: Um, that would, depending on her diet. Yes.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes, I, I would assume the the body will do anything to try to keep the baby with everything they need. So the mom will be depleted of everything. Yep. So back to the brain fog, since it can affect other people as well, not not just moms, but what could be some of the foods that would affect that in a positive way?
1: So, um, the all the boring fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables, fruits and vegetables. So, um, and specifically um, vegetables, and of the vegetables specifically, like your dark leafy green type vegetables. So, we're talking about like the spinach, the kale, the bok choy, um, collard greens. Uh, things along those lines. Also, um, some of your cruciferous stuff like your broccoli, um, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, those kinds of vegetables really do a lot to help the the brain fog healing overall. So mm-hmm. if you were going to be adding food in, then that would be like the number one to add in. Brain fog is also caused by two other uh, components. Have, have you heard of the term leaky gut before?
0: I, I heard about it. I'm not sure what it is. Yeah.
1: So the lining on your test intestines is, is basically one cell thick, right? And if you're not, um, if you don't have the right building bro- blocks in your diet to keep that joint tight in your mm-hmm. intestines. So again, the right nutrition to help your body keep that tight, what can happen is pieces like molecules, pieces of foods or proteins from foods can, um, leak through your intestines into your bloodstream in a way that's not intended for normal digestion. And um, then those proteins that have leaked into your blood can cause a myriad of problems like autoimmune problems. And um, one of the things that that causes is brain fog. So um, a diet that's designed to cure, um, to help with the leaky gut and um, also reduces the common things that have proteins that leak in will help. Mm -hmm eliminate brain fog overall. So we're talking about like your gluten and your dairy are the two um, biggest ones. And then um, refined sugars would be the third one that you would want to eliminate for a while while you're healing. And then after you have healed and worked on the brain fog, then you can slowly add back in and see if you're actually sensitive to dairy and gluten, or if it was just kind of a problem that was exasperated by your earlier condition
0: okay and then when it comes to the afterbirth uh i know you're focused more on the mom but (laughs) do if that mom require wants recommendations for the baby uh you you would supply those as well i know the most important thing is colostrum for the baby as Mm -hmm. they're born Uh, and then besides that what what can you do to help your baby besides your colostrum and mother milk
1: well um for the first, I mean, it's supposed to be breastfeeding for the first year, is the recommendation. So, um, but when your child is older and you start introducing solid foods, I am a proponent of doing introducing solids via like vegetables first mm-hmm. and um, meats, nothing sweet, no fruits, because um, what that does is it helps train baby's palate to um, like those, and it sets your child up to go ahead and enjoy those types of healthy foods for um, the rest of their life, essentially. So we always like to start with the foods that have no sugar or uh, low sugar in it to help train the baby's palate to like those. Okay. I
0: I can vouch that that works because my wife tried that with with the babies, and of course... um, my babies are plant based. They're two years old now, uh, twins. And uh, they, have, they started with all vegetables. And there was a technique called baby lad weaning.
1: Yes. And familiar with that one?
0: So that's what we did. And it basically, whatever we're eating, we'd give it to them in solids. And uh, man, for the first, I don't know, probably a year of seeing such a small creature eating solids it would always worry me so much that mm-hmm. they could choke yep <clears throat> but uh, i guess the sooner you introduce them to eating solids the sooner they learn and yeah you know, we never had any issues but it was always worried me so much that they would choke with solids
1: yeah that's um something to for every, each family to research like i like baby leaning I personally we did a combination of purees and Mm-hmm. Um, softer solid food so it was like a hybrid baby led weaning personally but yeah it just needs to be um, whatever it works best for the family that's one of my core tenets in helping my clients is getting to know them really well and their family because if somebody has you know two working parents that have 60 hour a week jobs their needs for um, foods are going to be very different than a family who has like maybe a, one of the parents stays home or um, lower stress jobs, right? From, mm-hmm. So helping people decide that type of stuff is one of the um, really important points of getting your nutrition right.
0: So, Alison, there's one thing I want to know that most male uh, probably w- would want to know too is the fact that uh, by association, normally when the mother is pregnant, a lot of men gain weight too. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, they gain weight too. And uh, th- there's a term where I come from. It is it's uh, some sort of it's supportive weight, basically they call it. That mm-hmm. we're doing that to support your wife, but scientifically that doesn't exist. Uh, <laughs> is, is there is there a reason that 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 does happen?
1: Um, it's that one's based mostly in like psychology. So if okay. um, if you're going through pregnancy and you're either on the in the camp that some people think I'm pregnant. It's nine months to eat whatever I want, whenever I want. Mm -hmm. Um, And if that's the philosophy that you're going with and maybe not eating the healthiest foods, then the husband's diet is changing or the partner's diet is changing as well, right? Because everybody's Mm -hmm. eating the same stuff. So you may not be eating as healthy food and and start the weight gain. So that's that's part of it. Um, Part of it could also be if a mom's nutrition is not optimal, even if she's trying to eat healthy, she's having very strong cravings and um, you know saying, "I need ice cream. We're going out for ice cream, you know, and taking her partner along with her for that type of stuff. So either way, they're end up eating more um, calories and maybe not the most nutrient dense calories over that time period.
0: And those cravings are they at any time associated with something that the body really needs? Or are these just sporadic things that the mom can think of?
1: No, there are two types. It's either um, something that you actually need, a nutrient problem, or the second type is an emotional or psychological craving. So uh, it's filling an emotional need. The nutrient-driven cravings, like a lot of moms when they're pregnant, crave sugar, like tons and tons of sugar. And that's actually... Uh, For a physical reason, it's because sugar is a very quick energy source and their body is feeling very run down. It's working extremely hard to grow this baby. And so you get tired faster. And once you get your blood sugar too low and you're tired, then your brain is going to crave it and tell you, give me something that's sweet because I need energy and I need it now. Um, So one of the ways to eliminate sugar cravings while pregnant is to make sure that you're eating big enough meals and enough nutrient density so that your body has fuel for a long time so you don't end up in that blood sugar crash and need the craving. Another reason why you could crave sugar while you're pregnant is because we get a dopamine response from sugar. And Mm -hmm. if you've lived a life where maybe sweets were a reward or you have very fond memories as a kid of sweets Mm -hmm. or things, then um, you have an emotional tie to those. And so- you could have a craving for sugars while you're pregnant because there was something that, you know, made you feel sad or whatnot, and you're trying to medicate it that way.
0: Okay. So uh, a different craving, kind of like uh, ice cubes, would that be emotional?
1: Um, you know, it, it could be could be either. I would say ice cubes could also be like if you're generating a lot of heat and you're trying to, like, cool down. Mm-hmm. Your, your body was trying to cool down.
0: Because that, that was an easy one for me. Allison's cravings were for ice cubes, ice cubes, ice cubes. And it's easy to supply. If she wants mm-hmm. ice cubes at 4 o'clock in the morning, I don't have to leave the house. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so that was very easy, but uh, I, I couldn't understand why ice cubes. Because any other time, she had never chewed on ice cubes before or after the pregnancy. Yeah. So just during.
1: Yeah, I would guess that um, it's probably related to body heat. <laughs> being
0: generated nice so i noticed on on your site uh your nutrition doula.com you have some recipes mm-hmm. and these recipes can be used for before during and after as well
1: yeah that they're um those are generalized um they're generally focused on nutrient-dense foods and um speed of preparation those are my two um, important things i work with a lot of uh working parents and Um, we don't have an hour every night to cook dinner. You know, sometimes you have 15 to 30 minutes. So I try to tailor all the recipes to things that take less than 30 minutes from when you pull the ingredients out of the fridge till it's on the table. So, you know, a lot of times um, you'll go online and you'll cook, Google something for quick and it says it takes 30 minutes, but it takes 30 minutes to cook and there's all the prep time before and the cleanup afterwards. And so it actually takes way longer than that. And um, so what I try to do is to make it, Thirty minutes from fridge to when you're starting to eat.
0: Okay, so that is very very helpful for everybody, for anybody that has uh, working parents. So I'm look at looking at them right now. I can put this on the show notes. It's yournutritiondoula.com for slash recipes. Mm-hmm. And yes, that does happen often that you see the recipes, and I love cooking too. That it's a 20 minute recipe. But it actually takes two hours because there's a lot of prep, and uh, even even sometimes the fact that some of the most important ingredients on a 20 minute recipe are things that we do not stock in the house. Mm-hmm.
1: Right? Yeah, um, and then you have to go buy them, and then yes. you have extra wasted, and you're like, "What am I going to do with all this extra whatever random ingredient I have?" <laughs> so,
0: yeah. So uh, for for anybody that's listening. that has questions because I bet there's a lot of people that have questions and those questions that I'm not asking. If they want to know more and ask you some questions, where can they go and where can they ask you those questions?
1: Well, um, they can, several places, they can contact me via the website, yournutritiondoula.com that you just mentioned. Uh, I'm on Facebook the nutrition doula and Instagram nutrition doula so you can contact me uh, via messenger on any of those Um, or if you are Curious and want to know uh, a little bit more and get clear on like is nutrition really the solution to whatever Health problem that you may be feeling whether it be low energy levels or brain fog or any of that kind of stuff um, then I offer I think what we call is a discovery session, and it's where I talk to you, ask you a whole lot of questions, and really narrow in on what exactly the issue is, and then can, from there, say, yeah, nutrition is something that can help you, or actually, it's not something for you, you might want to check out, you know, this type of doctor or whatnot instead. So, um, I can get a link to, for you for those in the show notes, and if somebody's interested in doing something like that, then that's another option that's available.
0: Yeah, very good. I'll uh, send it my way and I'll add it uh, to the show notes so anybody can check it. And I'll make this episode, uh, you can check it out at slash Allison, and that would be spelled A L A S E N. That's right. <laughs> All right, Allison. And, and again, you can also uh, listen to this on iTunes, Google Play, wherever any podcasts are played, we are available there. Uh, you just may not be able to get the show notes on some of those locations. Allison, thank you so much. It was very informative to me. At this point, I don't think I'm going to have any more because I have three kids, <laughs> but you never know. Uh, right. You never know. And for all of you that are listening, uh, make sure you can help yourself by checking out your nutrition doula and contacting Allison. because there's a lot of things that we don't know. There were so many things I didn't know that after you know, the more you know, the more you're aware of what you didn't know. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, there's many things that um, you should always know when it comes to the most important little things in your life that are those kids. Allison, thank you so much.
1: Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed talking to you.
0: It's a pleasure. Thanks for subscribing to Fail Fast Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and visit failfastpodcast.com for show notes, Quinn's social media, or even to tell us your story.